When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I am excited. This is the Rich Eisen Show. That schedule frightens the hell out of me, though. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. We are thrilled. And that is, you know what? That's the royal way. Could not be more happy to have the head coach of the New York Jets. It's been too long since I've spoken to Robert Sala. I guess we got to win more games to get on the show. Oh. <laughs> Today's guests, NFL Network analyst Daniel Jeremiah, co-host of Top Gear America, actor Rob Corddry, plus your phone calls, latest news, and more. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Well, hey everybody, welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Lots to discuss here on this busy Tuesday. Uh, on the longest day of the year, happy summer solstice to everybody. Um, in 2022, I am Rich Eisen. 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on NBC Sports on Peacock on NBC Sports Audio Sirius XM Channel 85, this Rich Eisen Show terrestrial radio affiliate coast to coast. There's also that Odyssey app if you want to listen to us wherever you are. Our podcast available as soon as we're done uh, through the Cumulus Podcast Network where all podcasts can be acquired. Just pick us up. YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show for anything that you're going to miss over the next three hours. But uh, hopefully this content will be so compelling you can't. Uh, at all uh, miss a thing. Good to see you over there, Christopher Brockman. How hey, are you? Rich, what's, up? what's your favorite season this, on the first day of summer? Uh, wow. Didn't uh, didn't expect that <laughs> sort of Lord Charles uh, Doc yeah, Gooden's uh, 12-6 one uh, right off the bat. I like summer. Uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. Summer's great, but fall is when there's football. Yeah, so Good point. And uh, that's, that's always great. Change of uh, temperature, leaves turn. How are you, Jay Felly? Good to see I you, sir. I am great. I got gifts from both guys this morning. Oh. Feeling good. What are the gifts about? Is it your Whoa. birthday today? No. no. It's, uh, no. Jew- I, we're Jewish just happy to, happy to see him. Okay, good to see you over there, <laughs> TJ Jefferson. How are you? What a weird start to this program. Uh, the, the, uh, the, the candle's lit. Good to see you over What's there. What's up, man? How you guys doing? Well, uh, we have breaking news. There is a boy. I mean... How many times have we gone on the air and news is broken, certainly in the world of football? Um, Breaking news. Uh, Tony Busby, the attorney for the plaintiffs in the Deshaun Watson case, the 24 civil lawsuits that have been filed against Deshaun Watson, the uh, lead attorney for all of the lawsuits, Tony Busby, just put out a statement about 10 minutes ago that all the cases against Deshaun Watson, with the exception of four, have been settled. 
He talked about the brave and uh, strong women. One of them that got it all started, Ashley Solis is her name. And uh, Busby said at the time of that one phone call over a year ago, she was just one of hundreds of calls seeking legal assistance that our firm gets weekly. She mentioned the case about Watson. They felt offended by the response from Watson's original lawyer. He said that the law firm was convinced to try and help her. As a result of Ashley's lone but brave voice, soon many women who had allegedly experienced the same conduct were emboldened to step forward. He talked about the dreadful experience, the vile criticism and fanatical ignorance that they have endured throughout this entire process. The truth is, without her courage and willingness to come forward, the NFL wouldn't currently be contemplating discipline. There would be no examination of how teams might knowingly or unknowingly enable certain behavior. Sports teams wouldn't be reviewing their personnel screening processes, and this important story wouldn't have dominated the sports headlines for more than a year. Today, I announced that all cases against Deshaun Watson, with the exception of four, have settled. We're working through the paperwork related to those settlements. Once we've done so, those particular cases will be dismissed. The terms and amounts of the settlements are confidential. We won't comment further on the settlements or those cases. As stated, Ashley... Solis is one of the heroes of this story. Her case is not settled, and thus her story and that of the other three brave women will continue. I look forward to trying these cases in due course, consistent with other docket obligations in the court schedule. That is Tony Busby on that. Ashley Solis was the first woman to step forward well over a year ago. Her case certainly has made headlines a lot of the details from the depositions including the one that watson gave have certainly created headlines watson noticed that solis was crying at the end of their session their massage session watson said in his deposition he didn't know why she had cried solis said watson intentionally touched her during the massage with a body part that shall remain nameless, but I think we can all assume what it is here just after noontime on this day. Asked why he sent an apology. The uh, text was, sorry about you feeling uncomfortable. Never were the intentions. Let me know if you want to work in the future. My apologies. Watson testified he sent the apology because she was teary-eyed and I was trying to figure out what was going on. So I assumed that she was uncomfortable in whatever reason. We talked about working in the future. And so I said, we can work in the future. Just let me know. And then I sent my apologies as to whatever reason she was teary-eyed for. So that will be moving forward. And three other cases will be moving forward. And I guess other cases can be filed. If I'm not mistaken, there is a two-year statute of limitations on this. So now, again, the uh, four other cases in the NFL will be on the clock here. And Watson has taken 20, I guess, of these cases and is going to be talking about it. And he swore he wasn't going to settle, but he has. And I think the court of a public opinion is ruling every single day, banging a gavel. I know I have here on this set. And for him, that means for 20 of the cases... The questions asked of him, he's like, they have been settled. I I can't comment on it, as opposed to the word salad that's come out of his mouth and made things far worse for him. And the question is, has he lied to the league? Has he lied to the Browns in any way, shape, or form? And if that's the case, or if he's 
um, dissembled or he's avoided the truth, then he will hear about it. But he swore he wasn't going to settle, but there is a settlement. So that's the latest on that. And we now await how um, everything else will fall into place from the league and what um, what might come of that. But I, I don't think just the mere settling is going to have him avoid any subject matter from the, the league to suspend him. As you know, the league has said that they believe it's going to be significant, and I, and I believe it should be, based on everything that you see here. And I should mention again, no criminal charges have been filed in the case. But these are civil cases that are still outstanding. And so is a ruling from the league on how few games Deshaun Watson will play this year. Another story that uh, came out today. The U.S. Open is in the books. The Live Tour is back on the uh, docket this week. They're in the state of Oregon. They're playing in the United States. And a United States Open champion couple times over has said he's in. Brooks Kepka last week, who didn't want to discuss any of this for fear of overshadowing the U.S. Open or not giving it its due, um, clearly was um, thinking about it. Clearly something was on the yeah, table. it was an awkward... Clearly something was afoot. And, you know, I, I don't blame him for coming out right at the U.S. Open and saying, I'm out of here. Kind of a tough spot, but that's what all of these players are in, and I guess that's what you're taking the big bucks from the Live Tour and the uh, Saudi Investment Fund. And the PGA Tour now loses another big-name player. And what it looks like to me is the PGA Tour is going to take all these hits, and I, I don't know how many of the events over the next few months on the PGA Tour, Brooks Kepka was going to play anyway. He was supposed to play this week at the Travelers. There you go. The Live Tour in Oregon is on the 30th. It's, okay. It's next week. Next week. He's supposed to play. He's still on the docket. And you know, the PGA Tour didn't actually suspend any of the guys. Until they took a shot in it. Right. So Brooks might still play this week in Connecticut at the Travelers. We don't know. Well, he hasn't is. made any announcement. This was just a report from, right. uh, from the worldwide leader in sports. Wild. I am not going to sit here and say um, these guys are anything but out for themselves. That's it. I mean, an insane amount of money is being put on the table, and I would proffer to say anybody who's out there would have to think real hard before saying no about it. Brooks's brother is on the tour as well, the live tour as well. You know, but it's not real tournament golf with these, these what, what, what right. they're playing. It's, it's 54 holes. It's a shotgun start. There is no cut. It's an exhibition tour. And I guess the, you, that will be something that they, you know, they, they, the live tour will bristle about being, um, an exhibition tour, but that's what it is because there's no history to it. And even if they do it for five years, what in the history of the live tour, there hasn't been a single player that's missed a cut. There's no pressure. 
There's no pressure except, you know, not playing well. You're not going to see anybody snap a club in half and throw it. Because if they did, there's more money where that came from in order to replace it on the spot. You know, there, there's there there's no intensity to it. There will there will never be any intensity to it. It'll just be a fun tour for these guys to go around and cash insane checks that none of the fans of golf can actually relate to. You know, I, and I know the the purses are going up and. On the PGA Tour as well, the U.S. Opens responded. What they had a three million dollar prize for first place this time around. They jacked yeah, it up, yeah, up a million dollars from the last year's. But all this is going to do is just serve to take fewer players away from the PGA Tour and put them on a tour that'll be difficult to find with no real stakes to it. And the person who will lose out is the fan of of professional golf who wants to see the best players play against the best players with stakes on the line where if you don't play well, you miss a cut and you are also getting your game ready for the majors because you are playing intensely pressurized golf against the best players. I mean, that's what the tour is for. Now there'll be fewer of those players and fewer viewers of interest. So when you hear any of these players say they're just trying to grow the game of golf, all they're doing is basically destroying it or watering it down and living out the dream of a very seemingly bitter, angry guy and Greg Norman who wanted to take a piece out of the tour and finally found a, a partner in the Saudis who were going to bankroll it. You're on like the Greg Norman revenge tour hmm. as he stares people down. And everyone avoids the responsibility for who they're taking the money from. Why would I want to watch what they're doing? <laughs> with the with the weird team rules that I have no idea what they are and the the you know what the those avatars for, for what the fifteen year olds on TikTok who are interested in the live tour? Like what what are we doing? So I heard that about Kepka, Kepka, and I'm like, I guess I'll miss him in Bay Hill and the Travelers and whatever. I guess we'll, you'll miss him. But he doesn't play that much anyway. anyway that's why, that, that's why that I was saying. Major events, but he's always a fun and compelling watch. Of course. In the majors when he's healthy. This year, he really hasn't been healthy and hasn't been competing that well in the majors. But So they, 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 they make the tour, they get their name, they get their fame and they get their you know history making career and then bail when somebody waves a bigger check at him i guess that's free agency i guess that's again what a lot of us would do so and i understand it's their choice and 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 they've made it but just don't just don't give me the we're growing the game of golf thing that's not what you're doing yeah no what you're doing is you're acting out Cash grab. Uh, somebody's revenge tour is really what it is. And he's getting his piece, man, because they are getting big-name players. I guess Kevin Van Valkenburg, our friend from ESPN who called in a couple weeks ago, says the Saudis are putting up $2 billion. They've got a, a pool of $2 billion to spend. <laughs> There's no competing with that. So uh, I, I just don't want to hear that we're growing the game of golf. As a matter of fact, what you're doing is watering it down and um, 
I, I don't know what the PGA Tour is going to do, except at some point, either wait this thing out and see what the ratings look like, see what the partners of the of the sport think, you know, and 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 assume that once football rolls around in four weeks, we're not talking about the live tour. Right. I mean. When, when training camps open up and Baker Mayfield is going to go somewhere or not, or Deshaun Watson is suspended or not, assuming he will be, the Cowboys are going to be starting up their training camp and then preseason games happen and college football begins. We're not talking about the Live Tour. And maybe that's what the PGA Tour is going to be banking on. And then all of a sudden, what? They get four, five, six other significant players and then we're going to start seeking out on, on the internet what it looks like? Yes, I mean, this is going until the end of October. I mean, the last event of the year is October 27th through the 30th. Yeah, guess what? That's, that's, this is what I'm sure the PGA Tour is banking on, too. Give me that, give me that date again. So there's an event coming up this week, June 30th, the second event. The eighth event and the final one of this year is October 27th to the 30th in Miami. Hang on a minute. October twenty seventh. Um, that's when there they'll be there'll be Miami. Yeah, final event of the year. Got it. Um, that's also the night the Ravens are at the Bucks on Thursday night football. <laughs> yep, Dolphins are going to be at the Lions that week, so I guess they they have the stage themselves sports wise that year. Patriots at Jets, Steelers at Eagles, Niners at the Rams. Hey now, Packers at the Bills. Jeez. Yeah. See ya. I don't even know what's in college football. I think that's the weekend Michigan and Michigan State usually play. They play in the last week of uh, goodbye. I mean, whatever. So that's what they're basically banking on. We're we're talking about it now because we're in the middle of June. There's nothing really going on. Well, I mean, outside of, uh, you know, the Tampa Bay Lightning taking a piece of the Avalanche finally. How about that? You know, and the Yankees coming back from... uh, 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 you guys are never going to lose a loss. So you, how many losses Derek Cole, do you have? Seventeen. So you're going to go 145 and 17. Congratulations. Thank you, sir. Well, I mean, again, <laughs> that's what I guess they're banking on is that the Live yeah. Tour at some point and the PGA Tour will endure because they have decades of history and experience and a competition where there's no shotgun starts. There's this, there's actual more holes after a 54th. Yeah, and people get cut. Eight four four two zero four. Rich number dial. Daniel Jeremiah. Let's talk some ball, okay? Kevin Clark wrote about this subject matter, live and PGA Tour uh, for the Ringer, and in hour number three, one of our favorites. He's been around on this show multiple times. Rob Cordry is back here yeah. on this program. He has got season two of Top Gear America's start. Uh, Top Gear Motor Trends. At Top Gear America. That's uh, streaming starting on July first. He's here in studio. Love He's it. a diehard Patriot fan. And- that's Rob Cordry. <laughs> so um, that's an hour number three. Uh, TJ Jefferson, you are focusing on the NFC South today, correct? Yes, For sir. your best players in the history of each franchise. Yes, indeed. The NFC South. I can't wait to hear if you have Tom Brady, a Buccaneer. Mm. 
Oh, that would be fascinating to me if you well, choose Brady as your buccaneer. There's a short list, and he may have been on it. Okay, yeah. very good. That's coming up here on this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. When we come back, we'll talk some ball with Daniel Jeremiah, who is uh, locked in on everything involving professional pigskin. 844-204-RICH, number to dial your phone calls as well. Here on this summer solstice edition. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests were is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Back on the Rich Eisen Show, terrestrial radio outfit, one big happy family. He's my buddy from the uh, from the NFL Network. NFL Media Group has moved the Sticks podcast with Bucky Brooks. Makes everybody smarter. And he's a diehard Padre fan, so we're going to mix a little bit of sports. With you know, it's a, a beautiful June summer solstice day when Daniel Jeremiah chimes in on the Mercedes Benz Vans phone line. How you doing there, DJ? I'm doing fantastic. I, I, look, congratulations to the Yankees. Yes. Um, I mean that's that's phenomenal, Rich. I think for all the uh, the Jets stuff that you endure, you deserve the Yankees. Thank you. And then I would say, you know, if you'd have told me before the season, no Tatis, uh, Blake Snell has been terrible, and we're uh, fifteen over five hundred, about seventy games in, tied with the Dodgers. I'll take it. You signed for that. When is Tatis coming back? What do you got for me on that? You have any inside information on that one? Well, he's got, we got to get another. We got to get another scan, so we're waiting for the next scan. Um, he's been really close, but they've been very cautious, and I think the fact that they're doing so well has probably allowed them to be even more cautious with him. Um, but I mean, I, I think you probably—I'm guessing he probably comes back, you know, at or around the uh, the All Star break. Probably a little after the All Star break would be my guess. And Machado, gosh, he took a spill the other day. That was uh, that will make you a little nervous. But then it looks like not even a high ankle sprain, a low ankle sprain, so he should be okay. All right, your Padres, man. That's got to be exciting. It's just they're an exciting By team. The way, I've been I've been to four games, Rich, zero and four. So I might. Ah, to, you're I the mush. The Are you the mush? Yeah. Are you the mush? Yeah. Terrible. Terrible. Yeah. 
I'm sure it would be the same for Brockman if he ever went to a Red Sox game, just because they they don't win very often. Oh, Chris is the cooler. He has been a cool like he's he. I is, went to two games in Anaheim, one and one. We split. Went one and one. Yeah, we split. Okay, oh, that's not bad. No, it's not, not bad at bad. all. Um, what what now? Why would you say the Jets? You know, have have given me so much grief, and I deserve the Yankees for it. When you, I Talking saw you, past. I saw you on flight 2022 20, on the Jets. Uh, <laughs> you know, hard knocks, if you will. Uh, I saw you talking about how the Jets have finally. This is the win it now button for them, right? I spoke to Robert Sala yesterday. They seem ready to roll. Correct. Yeah, they they they. Uh, I think uh, the clip that they used in that show. I haven't had a chance to see it yet. But uh, you know, kind of using that Braveheart reference of they kind of built up for yeah. this this off season and kind of saved up for it in terms of draft capital and cash, and then they they just unloaded it. So you know the schedule rich is brutal That's as terrible. I'm sure you've seen. It's terrible. But uh, man, I, they 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 have so many good young players. It's like the you know I'm not saying they're the Seahawks, but you remember the Seahawks got to the point where it's just you just have too many good players. You you can't help but win. Like it's going to happen. There's just too, there's too much talent. I think they're. They're not to that point yet, but they're uh, you know they're getting there, and it's going to be fun to watch. You know, there's going to be weeks where you're going to see Garrett Wilson do some awesome stuff, and then you'll see Breach Hall, you know, make big plays the next week, and you've got some some young stud D linemen. I mean, Quinn and Williams kind of in a, uh, a you know pay for play year type deal. Mm-hmm. Um, he could he could have a monster year. They got some guys around him finally. So, are you saying the Jets are potentially like the 2013 Seahawks? Is that what you're saying? You're two for. Uh, Zach Wilson, you, you're making that comparison. I'm saying, I think, I think that I mean, I'm not saying they're going to go to the Super Bowl, but I'm saying that I think that there's a big leap. I don't think this is going to be, um, you know, kind of a win a couple more games and next year a couple more games. I think this was such an influx of talent that I think they could make a pretty sizable leap this year. Daniel Jeremiah here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's your sense now that we're two months clear of a draft and we've seen a little bit of OTAs? Who would be your your peg for a rookie of the year on either side of the the football this year, Daniel? Ooh. yeah, no, that's that's a great call. I, Thank you. To me, not, not surprised, not surprised. You'll hear me say this, but mm-hmm. like just looking back, Kyle Hamilton, fourteenth pick to the Ravens, like you know he's going to have a monster year. Like th- this stuff happens to them all the time. Where you take <laughs> some of the, one of the best players in the draft, he's going to fall in their lap. They're going to plug him into that system where they're ultra aggressive, and he's probably going to pick off you know six or seven balls and, and be the defensive rookie of the year. Like it's just that's bound to happen. So you like him as a defensive rookie of the year? What about offense? What do you think? I know it's well, like I know it's I know it's like throwing a dart at a, at a dartboard, but give it a whirl anyway. Yeah, I mean, I I really like Brees Hall. I mean, I know. Uh, wow. I'm not just trying to patronize here. I just think he's going to. You know he's going to be an awesome combination with Michael Carter. I think he'll probably get more of the the goal line touches, so you'll be able to pile up some touchdowns. He can catch the ball. Um, that would be probably my favorite. And then I would look at Drake London just because of the the number of targets he should get there. I mean, it's basically him and, and Pitts, right? Right. So, um, I, and I'm going to go out and limit today. Maybe trailing a little bit uh, in some games, so he might get a chance to to have some volume there. What about Olave? I mean, we're, we're kind of forgetting about him since he was not even the first Ohio State receiver taken and he's sitting down there yeah. and I know I know we're we're still just kind of wondering who the Saints are going to be what about him what about his possibilities well, you think? He, he's ready to go like polished 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 right you know, maybe more so than any of the, the rookie receivers so I think he's got a chance to come out the gate and, and make an impact it's just hard to kind of 
I want to see what happens with Michael Thomas and, and kind of see what this offense looks like. No Sean Payton and, um, you know, how does, how does Jameis come along? It's just some, some unknowns there. So it's hard to predict what he's going to do, but I, I think you're on to something there just in terms of a guy who's, who's ready made. I mean, he's, he is a pro. Um, he's ready to go. Daniel Jeremiah, my buddy from NFL Network, Move the Sticks podcast co-host with Bucky Brooks here on the Rich Eisen show. Who are we not, what are we not talking about? What, what, what are, what are, What's the talent evaluation community or analyst community talking about that's not really at the forefront of everyone's mind, was, Daniel? I was at the game, Rich. I believe you were there as well. <laughs> the Super Bowl, it was played in Los Angeles, and I know the Rams won that game. <laughs> yes. And I know there's been like movies made about the Rams, and I know that Matthew Stafford and, and Coach McVay are in every commercial that you see on TV. There was another team there. I, I'm quite certain I remember it. And and I think it was the Bengals, but I'm not sure because literally nobody said one word about them the entire offseason. So we're not looking at the Bengals right now is what you're saying. Have you heard anybody talk about the Bengals? I mean, even inside that division, they were in the dang Super Bowl. They're the fourth most discussed team in their own division. Cleveland, for obvious reasons, uh, has been a topic of conversation. Pittsburgh, who's going to win the quarterback job? That's, you know, that's a big deal with them. Uh, having uh, you know to start the era without Ben Roethlisberger and the Ravens, you've got Lamar and his contract situation. You know, can they stay healthy? They're they're the team everybody's pointing to that didn't make the playoffs. It's going to jump right back into it. And I'm like, the, the Cincinnati Bengals were in the dang Super Bowl with a superstar young quarterback. You know, maybe the most fun offense to watch in the league when they get rolling. They had a crappy offensive line. They rebuilt the entire thing in the off season, um, and I just feel like nobody's talking about them. What does a year two to year three leap for Burrow look like? What could it possibly even look like in your mind, Daniel? I think it's another year removed from the knee. So I think you see him, you know, hopefully he doesn't have to run around for his life, but he's going to be able to use his legs more. You know, it just, you know, to be selectively aggressive, to be able to take off and get you, you know, for what you think about Mahomes, how many third and fours, have you seen Mahomes, you know, just take off and go get seven yards and get down and save himself? I think you're going to see a little more life in the legs of Joe Burrow. You know, we know what his what he does from the neck up and how quickly he can process and, and throw the ball accurately. Um, and I think now you're going to see some more of that athleticism show out now that he's another year removed. Daniel Jeremiah here on the Rich Eisen Show. What do you think of the Dolphins? And because that, that, we just talked about how the, the Bengals are – are not even the, the most talked about team in their division or, or, or fourth most talked about team in their division. And then they get lost in the conference conversation because of the AFC West and how loaded they are. And then so many are talking about the Dolphins because of Tyreek Hill's addition and Mike McDaniel being there and, and have a, how, how fast they can be in the matchup problems if, if Tua and the Tuanon believers are, are right and how well they could perform. What do you think, DJ? First of all, have I been living under a rock? Is this a thing? Are they call them the two anon. Oh, 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 it's huge. Yes, DJ, it's huge. Yes, two anon is very real, and they get very angry if Be you careful. say anything yeah. slanderous toward two anon. Yes, two anon. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. It exists. Uh, I've been watching too much baseball. I've missed that one. Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> Look, the the thing about the Dolphins, I love I love what they did from a coaching standpoint. I love you know the speed with with Waddle and Tyree Kill and run after catch and two is very accurate underneath. 
Um, I think that works. I think people, you know, I think, okay, how about the big arm to be able to get the ball over the top? I I don't think that's what this offense is really going to be. So I like all that stuff. The thing that I don't like, and I'm very up in the air on, let's, let's, let's hold off. Let's see how this offensive line comes together. They were atrocious. I know they brought in Armstead. And that's a you know that's an obvious upgrade. There's a lot of other question marks you know in that group. So um, I'm curious to see how that all comes together. And Gasicki is a phenomenal athlete. Well, probably one of the best, uh, you know, most athletic tight ends we have in the league. But not really an inline guy. So you know, how's he going to fit in, uh, in into this offense and into this system? So there's still some question marks there for me. I'm not ready to go completely all in, but they're definitely going to be fun to watch. Intriguing to see what this offense looks like. So, uh, Daniel Jeremiah here on the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, let's spend our remaining time with you uh, checking my work. So many many folks out there may not know, and I'll admit this, Chris, I don't even know if you guys know this, but whenever I come up with my top five lists every now and then, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll float it by Daniel to oh. see if I'm, if I'm okay. you know, my work is checked. Like, I... I I make sure that I get a red pencil from Daniel Jeremiah first. That's how much I respect and adore you, DJ, as I, I run these things by you first. I don't think I did this, though. So I, I came up with a list of my top five items that I've talked myself into believing prior to the NFL season on this program. Ooh, okay. Okay, and you tell me okay. if, if, if I'm right. Do you, do you have them, Mike Hoskins? Do you have them ready for me here? Okay, put up the first one if you don't mind. Uh, number five is Baker Mayfield has played his last down for the Browns. He is not going to play another down for them, regardless of what happens with Deshaun Watson. What do you think? Well, can we go through all of them? So if you, if you, uh, as Brockman knows, he's a big uh, baseball card guy. If you yes. send in a card to get graded mm-hmm. and it's like PSA 10 or PSA nine, like what kind of shape is it? So I'm writing down your stuff here and then I'm going to give you the DJ graded uh, okay. number. That's number so five. Go That's, and I'll give you the grade. Okay, very good. Uh, I, I appreciate you doing that. Here's number four. Number four on the list. There is zero pressure on Aaron Rodgers this season. Keep keep on hearing over and over and over again that he's got pressure on him. He's one of the quarterbacks with the most pressure on him. I'm like, there's zero pressure on Aaron Rodgers this season. The guy is back-to-back MVPs. I know there's no Devontae Adams, but... I think his place in his mind is secure. Of course, he'd like another ring, but he's cool. And that's my opinion on that. Number three on the list, the Cowboys have absolutely taken a step back this year. I do not believe that they are improved. They might not even win their division. I think the Cowboys have absolutely taken a step back this year. Number two on the list, I'm really going down. The 49ers are Trey Lance's team now, okay? Like the whole business that Jimmy G's still there is because he's hurt. Not any insurance that Lance may not be ready. The Niners are ready to finally live and die with every snap with this kid and get him ready. That's number two. And then number one uh, is the Raiders are going to win the AFC West. Um, I, I, I like Devontae there. I think Josh McDaniels being there with this new offense. We just talked to Waller yesterday who says that if if uh, Adams is double covered, there's, he, there's him and then there's uh, Renfro in the middle of the, the field spinning around, making people look foolish, he said. Uh, I, and I like Chandler Jones being added. Daniel Jeremiah, I've now given you all five. What do you think? Okay, we're going to start with the first one, uh, Baker, Dunn, and Cleveland. I had initially a DJ graded 10, which is a perfect uh, condition, <laughs> but I have dropped it down to a 9. Okay. Uh, just for the for the sake, if, if an announcement were to come, you know, in the next couple of days that it was a full year, Maybe that causes them to uh, 
to reconnect for, for the better of both parties, and they could just kind of give him, you know, this year, and he would be okay with that. I, I don't see any scenario. If Deshaun is suspended 6, 8, 10, 12, if he's going to be there and play a football game this year, I don't see any chance that Baker Mayfield's going to want to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. So the only way I would say it's possible is if it's a full-year suspension or a full-year plus, and Baker says, okay, it's just I'll suck it up and come in here and do this. So that, I give that a 9. Um, no pressure on Rodgers. I'm going to give, I'm going to grade that as an eight. Um, I agree with you from the standpoint of, you know, you take the receiver out. He's about as chill as it gets when you see him in the golf event the other day. Like he is a very relaxed dude. He does not have the appearance of somebody that's under pressure. Um, but I think once they find their way into the tournament and then the, the talk starts again about the Super Bowls, he hasn't won. I think he could get a tiny bit of pressure. So I'm with you up to the level of eight. Also a level of eight on the Cowboys um, taking a step back. I would say I don't know that they're better. Um, uh, I don't know that they're going to be a ton worse. So I think they're kind of a neutral. But I'm going to give you an eight on that one. I think some of those young pieces, when you look at Parsons, is only scratching the surface, which is scary. Um, you know, Diggs, they're going to take the football away. So I'm, I'm going to say eight on that one. The ten is this is Trey Lance's team. I am going to give you a ten on that one. Oh, baby. 100% it's his team. Right. It's, it's, it's go time for him. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. By the way, I didn't know. Uh, have you? It's so weird to me that so many people that have not been to a 49ers practice on the outside have mm. lobbed criticism that they're assuming because we haven't heard this, that, or the other, that he's not ready and that he's not any good. I'm right. Like, never has so much been made without any eye contact of what's going on in San Francisco. A million percent. I yes. Digress. I'm with you. No, you don't digress. You are actually spot on giving me 10 out of 10 on that. Okay. So what about number one, so, Mr. Then, Charger? Well, I understand that, but I mean, I know who I'm talking to. I mean, I'll be honest with you, Rich. Yes. In my inbox this morning was my updated two-year contract with the Chargers. Like full okay, full disclosure. I cannot go over a seven until the ink is dry. So that's as high as I can go seven with the Raiders. Full disclosure. I love it. I love it. So the Cowboys, you think that they're – come on, man. I mean, um, Gallup is hurt. Cedric Wilson was terrific for them last year. He's gone. Right, I mean the offensive line. Did they improve it? Did they? Did they actually improve that thing for them? Tyler Smith. Tyler Smith's a good player. He's going to play guard. I think there'll be an adjustment period there. Right. I think it's you know you got the old guys. You know how you know how are how is their health? That's Randy Gregory's gone. Randy Gregory's gone. Like they they have not improved. And then and then like you know uh, Jerry Jones. Says Sean Payton, it's just a bunch of air. There's no there there, right? There's none. That McCarthy is absolutely equipped to win the Super Bowl this year. It just seems well, there's always something. Here's here. Let me give you. The, let me give you the. the so you gave a very compelling case of why it's going to take a step back. Let me make the case for why it could at least be as good as it was last year. Ceedee Lamb's a freak show. Um, so he's a legit number one receiver. Um, you look at Dak being a little healthier. Um, that should help uh, with him coming forward. Um, I think when you look on the defensive side of the ball, you know, this is a name. We didn't talk about it much because there was some major off-the-field stuff, but Sam Williams, the, the pass rusher they took out of Old Miss, Rick, right. he, he would have been a top-20 pick if he didn't have a, a litany of, of issues off the field. So the talent is there. Um, so I think you'll see him have an impact. And I think, you know, when you look at, at the potential of having a Pro Bowl quarterback and maybe – I don't know. Is there a more dynamic defensive player, more versatile player in the NFL right now than Micah Parsons? Like he's, a, he's a star. 
And they've got and they've got a coordinator in Dan Quinn, who I think is as good a defensive coordinator as we have. You've got continuity with Kellen Moore on the offensive side. Like I, I just have a hard time seeing them taking a major step back. Daniel Jeremiah, greatly appreciated. Uh, congrats on that new two-year deal with you calling games for the Chargers. I love hearing that. That makes me happy. If that makes you happy, and it was great seeing you at the symposium the other day. Were you there when? Uh, uh, Jenny Garth uh, stepped out along with Tori Spelling. Uh, I, I mean, talk about two names I never thought would ever be associated with an NFL network uh, media summit, but uh, they were there. Were you there for that one, DJ? Yeah, I was there, and I had a uh, I had a question in the queue ready to go, but mm-hmm. then I didn't know is this appropriate. Uh, what was I it? I just wanted to know how upset were they when Emily Valentine burned the float? Because it just seemed like such an over-aggressive move on her part. But I, I didn't ask it. I didn't have the nerve. That's your evaluation? It was over-aggressive? Yeah. It, 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 did that raise yeah, a red flag in your evaluation, yeah. is what you're saying? It was a bit much. It was a bit much. <laughs> Daniel, you be well, sir. Thanks for the time. Let's do it again in the summer. Great to see you. Appreciate you, buddy. Look forward to seeing you soon. Right back at you. The only Daniel Jeremiah. One and only. It's Trey Lance's team, people. I told you that. I got That's inside, a 10 out of 10. I got inside info, info that uh, Kyle Brandt asked the first question of Jenny Garth and Torres Spelling. Mean, I'm sure he had nine more. I'm sure he did. As well. Well done. Thank you. All right, let's take a break. Uh, here's, here's the I saw this today before the show, and I'm like, I got to talk about it. I got to use this platform to talk about it, because this is the one thing that could derail what's going on with the Yankees in their 50 wins out of their first 67 games. I saw this. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. That's coming up next here on The Rich Eisen Show. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, terrestrial radio outfit. Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk. I added him to the mix in hour number two. He's going to join us to discuss uh, Deshaun Watson settling 20 of his 24 civil lawsuit cases. Brian McCarthy, who's been uh, a spokesman for the NFL ever since I joined it, um, said that it does not affect the collectively bargained uh, process of investigation. This doesn't affect it at all, is what he said. Uh, Let's take this phone call. David in Orlando, Florida. You're here on the program. What's up, David? Hey, Rich, how are you doing today? What's going on? I'm just a little... Normally, I don't call him, but... Okay. I'm taking a page out of TJ's book today. All right. Because he's a Cowboy fan. Um, The Live Tour. Yeah. Most people don't realize that Jack Nicklaus, years ago, with Arnold Palmer and a couple others, broke off of the PGA America and started the PGA Tour. And if you take it and look at it kind of like the NIL deal... 
These guys are just going to play for the money. I have no problem with that. I love the fact that we're getting more golf because there is not enough golf on TV. And I know when football season's over, the one thing we clamor for is more football, more football, more football. So it's a little different with with the shotgun start. But if you look at it this way, all the golfers are on the course at the same time. So cost effectiveness, they only have to have the volunteers out there for a certain amount of time. They only have to pay the announcers to be out there for a certain amount of time. So it's very, very cost effective. So to get started, this is probably the way they're offering it. So are you are you going to seek out the? Are you watching Live Golf? You're definitely going to watch it. You're definitely going to take the time instead of the travelers watch it, or, or I, I, I guess, or instead of whatever's two weeks from now on the PGA Tour. So you watch. Well, being it? that I, being that I work for a living and I have multiple screens going on my computer at mm-hmm. home, with multiple TVs, I have golf on one channel, have the Live Tour on the other channel. Okay. Or off the computer. Thanks for the call. I mean, Thanks for the call, David. Yeah. Greatly appreciate it. There you go. Uh, I mean, uh, Live Tour loves hearing that. I don't think the Saudis are concerned with cost effect. They're not. They're not. It's just it's got nothing to do with money. It's got to do with what they want to do with their their world and their business and try and take people's eye off whatever part of their business they don't want eyeballs on. And and Greg Norman wants to take a piece out of the um, PGA Tour and make a boatload of money so he could build another super yacht. I, I don't know. Kevin Clark wrote about this for The Ringer. He's going to be joining us at the top of the next hour to discuss this a little bit more. I had no idea about this. The lockout for baseball, because of it, it caused arbitration hearings that normally were held in February between clubs and players to be held throughout the season. Arbitration is ancient material, folks. It's it's wild. Baseball is the only sport where uh, if a player hasn't yet to reach free agency yet, um, and they, they, they're they eligible to have their salary increased. The team and the player doesn't get together and can't figure out what a salary is. They go in front of an arbiter. And they, they give a figure. The team gives a figure. The player gives a figure. And then the arbiter decides which one, which one wins. And the problem with this process is it, it's not conducive for relationship building. Because a team's number is less than the player's number. And the team, in order to make sure they win and give less money to the player, essentially denigrate the player. Players like, I deserve this much. No, you don't. You deserve less than because you didn't do this. You didn't do this. You didn't do this. It doesn't, it's not a positive, it's not a positive process. Player goes through arbitration, hates it. Sure, a team doesn't love it either, but. I don't know why the hell the baseball still does this, but they do. And for some reason, because of the lockout, they're doing it during the season. There's one last arbitration case on the docket. You know whose it is? Tomorrow. It's slated for tomorrow. Aaron Judge. According to John Heyman, the New York Post, they're still scheduled for an arbitration hearing tomorrow. No sign of talks yet. The Yankees want to give him $17 million. Judge wants $21 million. Hey, Yankees. Are you out of your minds? Four million bucks. Hal's got that in the ashtray. Are you kidding me? The Yankees don't have four million dollars to just hand over to Judge as a thank you for the first start of this season. He's an MVP player for your team. So what are you going to do? You're going to go in tomorrow and say, 
because you can't use these stats. Judge can't use these stats in the arbitration hearing this year in the same way that the team wouldn't be able to use it to the detriment of the player if, if Judge did what most New York athletes under this situation who turned down $30 million a year over seven years prior to the season because it's not enough. They normally get eaten alive. They don't put out an MVP season, a clear MVP season for a team that wins 50 of their first 67. So Aaron Judge is doing all this with arbitration hanging over his head too. Just give him the $4 million. What are you, out of your minds? What, are you going to grind Aaron Judge in the middle of the season for $4 million? I think they need to really think about what postponing this uh, and stretch this out. Maybe All the way into, through to September? Yeah, I think end of yeah. September maybe. Yeah, maybe like before game one of a playoff series, you finally yeah. you finally get your $4 million bucks back from Aaron yeah. Judge. You don't want to pay him? Pay that man his money. Damn straight you do. What are we doing? Man, he's going to look so good on the Angels next year. <laughs> well, that's the point too. Is that the Yankees are probably figuring like we'll 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 give him the generationally enriching contract that he's looking for next year, and we'll forget all this stuff. But in the meantime, this is season to go win. Right? Everybody's feeling good. They're feeling great. Judge looks amazing. And you're going to grind him in arbitration in the middle of the season? I read that. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Hey, how? Sell more of those nasty Nestor t-shirts and give the money to Judge. Those Yoda bobblehead dolls. I'll buy one. Give it to Judge. What are you doing? Again, the if they hell? Just, just I know, you Red Sox fans, you're loving it. stretch this out a little bit. What the hell? I couldn't no believe No need it. to come to a settlement right Arbitration away. Arbitration in the middle of the season with Aaron Judge? And you're, you're like, there's no talks of a settlement yet? What are you trying to say? Let's split it in the middle and save the $2 million? <laughs> Judge is so far in front of the MVP it's so betting stupid. right now. stupid. Minus 125, Trout and Otani are plus 500. The Yankees have their own television network. Forget <laughs> about the stadium and the revenue the team generates. And they got that business with Jerry Jones selling stadium signage deals for other teams and other yeah. leagues and other countries. They do the PSLs, just give me a break. Licenses and all that. And it's not like the NFL or, or the NBA where there's a cap. You can go over it. No cap. There is. Well, I mean, there's a luxury tax. I don't even know what the rules are. This, would this go over the luxury? The, the, who cares if there's a luxury tax? Right. That's the Warriors owners if they care about a they salary don't. cap. That's, or, the, that's why the Warriors are going to that. They've been dominant and they're going to be. Yeah. Because Joe Lacob isn't sitting there going, well, can we really re-sign him? Are we really going to give the max to Andrew Wiggins at some point? Because we're going to go over the, the tax. And you know what? They're already 50. They were 50, 50 million over yeah. the cap this year. They don't care. Don't Normally, care. And, the, and if there's any team that could do that, it's the Yankees. George M. Steinbrenner III would tell Aaron Judge, here's your four million bucks, and if I give you the four million bucks, you better win the World Series. And that would put the pressure on the player a little bit more, but it appears Aaron Judge would say, okay, I got you. He'd give him a check in a calzone. And I know we're arguing between, hey, he's going to be offended, 17 million bucks. But in order for them to get him the 17 million, they got to tell an arbiter he's not worth the 21 million. And that's what makes arbitration stink on ice. A team has got to tell a player who they, I'm assuming, adore 
and the fan base loves you're not that good. <laughs> you think you're that good? Well, we think you're not, and here are the statistics that show that you're not, and um, you'll have to hear that and like it and continue to be the MVP player in the middle of an incredible season. Hello. Cut it out. <laughs> Give him the money, son of George. Cough it up, Hal.